0: You're listening to Arrival Audio, recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019, and distributed here by Tourpreneur. This session features Arrival CEO Douglas Quimby and Kluk CCO Wilfred Fan discussing the inside
1: scoop on where Kluke is headed and what it means for your tour, activity, or attraction business.
0: Please welcome Wilfred Fan.
1: Welcome. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay.
0: So, uh, you, you spent so many years at Agoda. Yeah. Incredibly successful brand acquired by Booking. Uh, booking.com, now Booking Holdings, one of the largest travel companies in the world. Uh, you know, why on earth would you leave such a fantastic position at one of the you know, most incredible travel companies and uh, to join a, a tourism activities startup.
1: Uh, still a very good company at Agoda, right? It's a fantastic company with a global scale. They do hotels, right? They do hotels. And um, I have been in that game for a very long time. And there was a lot of excitement in the early days um, when we started Agoda when we uh, go out to talk to uh, hotel partners, suppliers, when we go to talk to customers promoting our service, it's really, really exciting. And then the excitement sort of slowed down. There's a lot of scaling of the business, but um, the industry has, has, it's very mature. But when I got in touch with um, the founders at Kluk, Eric and Ethan in particular, how they describe the business and the marketplace is just like how I remember it in the early days of a that excitement that that thrill of building a business and not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow is really exciting
0: what are, what are some of the what are some of the similarities the challenges that you see in this sector
1: now that you saw you saw that the um, um, fragmentation of the marketplace there, there isn 't quite a standard in the market in terms of Um, connectivity in terms of supplier uh, operation transactions payment all that is just at the beginning when everyone is trying to figure out what to do Um, and whenever whenever you find something that is working you get really excited but compared to the airline and hotel industry that that is a given that there is a standard protocol in industry so that's one very important similarity The, the other one is The customers are just finding about this. They're just realizing, hey, I can go online, I can use my mobile phone to book something, Um, whether it's before the trip or when they're in a destination and trying to figure out what to do in the next hour. So uh, what
0: we saw and I presented earlier that this industry is so fragmented. Like you have so many different types of businesses. So, you know, a, you know, a hotel is a hotel is a hotel. I mean, you have different types, but it's, you know, it's a room with a TV and, you know, all of that, right? But, you know, here we've got, uh, you know, you've got museums, you have, you know, you have walking tours, you have, uh, you have zip lines, different types of products, different packages, different, I mean, just different ways of describing the product. Do you think that there's a possibility of, of a standard? Is, is there, are standards in the future for
1: this industry? I don't believe that we want to apply a standard. The excitement of the industry is the variety. So what I'm trying to do at Klook is to build the capability in the company and the um, agility of the company to make sure that it can adapt to every other type of services available. That's hard. So there are some commonalities we can build as in the technology platform, as in some of the internal process protocol, but above that is all the things that we need to deal with, with all different type of services. You had a clas- classification of um, five or six different areas. Internally, I could we have 15 uh, different things, even like within transportation, we have all types of transportation. But you're going Public, to be changing private. those now to the five. Is that right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> we're going to even diverse further. Um, it's hard. Now, the the one thing i feel that crook is doing a little better is how disciplined um the the whole company and everyone in company is in thinking about what to do they they are very good at thinking about what is a core thing that we should be doing and doing it faster and better and what are distractions that really that is a little bit beyond what we should be thinking right now is exciting to be able to p- perhaps Provide a very customized tool experience for a customer. That's really exciting. And that's probably what the customer wanted most. But in order to make it scalable throughout the world, it's, it's really hard.
0: Well, yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting point. So let me ask you about that because there are some online travel agencies that are trying to create, you know, branded experiences. Get Your Guide has made a big push with its originals product. KK Day, who's uh, speaking tomorrow and they're going to talk about that initiative, you know, specifically. Yeah. Uh, they're pushing in that they believe that because of the lack of, product standards within the industry say around kind of tours or activities that there's an opportunity to create that kind of certainty with the the customers so why is that not of interest to to Kluke?
1: we don't believe that we know what the customer is looking for in the experience they 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 want to get but we have a platform we have the reach to the customers globally we also have the um, technology to support us and that gives us opportunity to work with partners with operators of the tours and tell them how they can place their product, how to present the content, and whether it's working or not. The iteration of that, the changes, the improvement they can build on top of that is up to the operator. The harder they work with us to optimize it, the better, and we will get feedback from customer. Most importantly, are they going to open the wallet to buy something? And then we look at all the details on the data, traffic, conversions, take rates, and how long people stay on the page looking at their service, and then post customer services and review. All that come together that we can share back with the operators and say, is it working or is it not working? And if it's not working today, make a small change tomorrow. Fine-tune it every day until we find a so, sweet spot. So we are not the, the, the team or the brand to actually tell customer what they need. We facilitate. So the, uh, that's a... Uh, I think that's something very relevant, especially to operators. They're always looking
0: for, okay, how can I be, you know, more effective? How can I get a higher, a higher rating on one OTA or another OTA? Are there certain things that you've seen that you can kind of share or kind of advice for operators in terms of how can I be at the the top or how can I make sure I'm getting those best ratings on a platform like Luke as opposed
1: to, you know, another platform? We, um, the two scenarios here, one is that there is a specific type of, say, um, monument someone like to go and visit, and there are a lot of different providers for the same type of service. And the other one is there is an area that there is a hundred different services available. That is all kind of different and unique. So in the first scenario, we do a little bit of curation ourselves to understand which partner is doing the best in providing the right service at a good price and also making the customer happy. And we don't list 20, 30 different service provider for the same thing. That's just not very useful for a lot of customers when they go to a destination, they want to know what to do. You give them maybe two or three choices and that's about it and choose among them. And then we're happy to try out with new partners to put them on and see how the customer feedback is. But ultimately we don't want to make it easy for the customer. The other one is in a certain area where we have a lot of different services available, how to present which one goes up. And that comes down to data. That comes to data science, come down to machine learning and we optimize things as we go. So it's all up to what the customer is looking for. Um, And if there is a really interesting service that we felt, the experience is so cool, but no one clicks on it, no one wants it, no one really book it, it still wouldn't get on the top of the list.
0: So Kluke last year, I think, stunned the industry with a pretty significant fundraising round, about $250 million or so, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then an additional kind of similarly sized round, I think, earlier this year. Yeah. Uh,
1: What are you doing with all that money? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the, the reason for the investors to provide with that funding is their excitement in seeing the growth of this business. When they think about the global leader in the in-destination industry, they think of a couple of names and that's about it. And most of those names are not big in Asia. And also the opportunity to be connecting all the different services into one platform is, is quite a unique opportunity here. We're not the first one to do it, right? We have, you know, Viretor who has been doing it for a long time. And then there is a Japanese company also who have been doing it for a very long time. But the way we're able to connect customers on a mobile phone is the excitement that our investors see, not just because they can look at the big screen and then start to do the planning, but it's really impulsive you go to a place you want to do something you start doing it and we are not the brand or the company that started all this revolution it's the ubers of the world it's the grab of the world that educated customers to do things as they want whenever you need a car you whip out your phone and then you call for the car when you need food you use the phone you get food when you want to buy something a lot of places where they have leading e-commerce brands You get things delivered at your door within 24 hours. So it's about this instant gratification and impulsive uh, behavior of customers that we are trying to serve. And and I think that's why the investor gave us the money. And how do we use it? We're still figuring it out. (laughs) Are you, uh, uh, so you're kind of known as the, the Asian
0: OTA, I guess? Uh, there's been some some discussion of expansion into the U.S. and and, and also into Europe. So are you, are you always going to be the Asian OTA for tourism activities?
1: Well, Asia is the core in terms of the customer. So we work very hard to understand the, the customer needs in terms of languages, um, in terms of the shopping behavior, the seasonal pattern of the customer in Asia Pacific. And fortunately for us, these customers in Asia Pacific—they like to travel the world, so we also make sure that they have the right service available wherever they go in the world. Uh, we're not quite there; uh, it take us a bit of time, but we're seeing a lot of positive um, return on investment in Europe, in North America, lining up the services and products available for our customers in Asia Pacific.
0: Any plans to expand beyond tours and activities? You know, there's some interesting examples like my real trip, for example, started the tours and activities, but they're actually pushing into other areas uh, of travel like flights and hotels. Uh, any, any plans
1: there? Well, coming from my experience at Agoda, um, I always believe in companies starting to expand the categories of services. Well, in here I would say the in-destination is one category and then there's the air and the hotel and so on. They start to diversify and expand, mainly because what they're doing right now is not doing fantastic. So if for the years I was with a go to running the business, there was quite a few times that we thought of doing, say, air ticket, car rental, and other things at a bigger scale, but at the end, when we would go back to look at the numbers on hotel growth, it was fantastic so do better and do more of what you do so i think it's the same story at kluk that the in destination growth is still really really encouraging for us so one issue
0: that i want to address is so pricing and discounting within uh within our industry and so we had a question could we put that slide up uh this is a question from one of our attendees uh yale farjan i hope i'm i'm pronouncing your name correctly from china click Go. so she asked how do you address the price as a benchmark issue when it comes to tours and activities? So many local suppliers struggle to keep up with low prices uh, because they feel this is the this pressure for online sales. Everything is measured by prices. And this is natural, too, when you have an OTA in a marketplace and price becomes that first point of uh, of comparison. And speaking to you know many operators here, there is a... A view i 've heard that Kluke is perceived as as a very price sensitive uh, uh, marketplace and a lot of concerns about discounting or c- quite deep discounting so what's your like what's your response to uh, to operators that might have a higher yield product or
1: really concerned about pricing control it's a matter of demand supply and the behavior of the internet um, um, shopping where you know I think most of the other parts of the travel industry has gone a lot more dynamic today. It's based on what the customer wants to pay, willing to pay for a certain product. And take hotel again, for example, if someone would pay the same room uh, at X amount, and then the next person comes along and they really want the same room, they're willing to pay two X. So it's very dynamic. The in-destination industry, however, is coming from a relatively static. Uh, uh, Structure, pricing structure where things used to be printed and now it's digital but still the price point has come from the operator's understanding of what's the cost, what's the kind of the market price they have accustomed to over the years and that's the selling price they want to set. Is it really what the customer is willing to pay for? That hasn't been very transparent and the internet sort of accelerate that decision-making of demand and supply and I believe sooner or later, the whole industry will be very dynamic in pricing management, in distribution channel, and that we're gonna see a lot of changes. But at this point, there is a majority of the industry is still providing a relatively static price. The customer hasn't got many different channels to make and choose, pick and choose what they want to buy. And we are the first one to go out in this part of the world to tell customer, this is a service, this is a price, are you happy with it? And if they're not happy with it, we give them incentive. We provide some promote uh, calls, some coupons. We have some offline events to draw people to come to the, the, use this kind of services. And we start to see where would be the sweet spot for any particular origin customers to a certain destinations, and then this product they're willing to pay for at a certain price point. And we, our understanding will be shared with our partners who work with us. But if I
0: and by the way, if anyone has a question for Wilfred, please, uh, please raise your hand. And Actually, we have somebody here if, if we could bring a mic here. But just a quick follow up on that uh, while we're waiting for the mic on that on that question. So, so if I'm an operator and I'm I have an arrangement with you and I've given you a bunch of tickets and it turns out that. You know your selling price ends up being below the price that i'm offering i don't feel like i have control over and i want to have control over my products on your platform if i come to you like what do i you know what what do i do can i introduce or can i ask for a minimum selling price from a partner
1: like Kluke? of course of course the operators will be able to decide you know how much they want to present And it is our job to tell the operators what is working and what is not working because we do have a lot of traffic, a lot of data to share. And if the incentive, if the ultimate motivation for the operators is to increase the number of business uh, customers coming through, then work with us.
0: Hi, my name is Lauren Shannon. I'm with Arigato Japan Food Tours in Tokyo and the rest of Japan. Um, my question is still based on pricing. Um, have you done any A-B testing on sort of like plus alpha offers as opposed to deep discount offers? Because my original background was in the restaurant business. And people used to believe, like yourself, that the discount, you know, related pricing was driving guests, but we actually found out in the data over time that adding an extra dessert or an extra drink actually was a bigger motivation. So has Kluk thought about adding the like extra secret sauce from Kluke where you get something in addition to, to drive demand instead of asking operators to discount your pricing?
1: Very good question. Yes, we have been trying. Um, mainly we have been trying with the larger uh, brands, um, the attractions of the world, where we continue to add services, uh, what we call internally as combos. Um, For a lot of um, uh, theme parks, we have the admission plus fast pass, plus meal coupons and other things and see how that works out. Um, And if certain line of the services, certain combinations are not working out, we work with the, the operators to try to test something else. So it's working, but we don't really have a very um, global coverage of that service right now, uh, pretty much going top down in the highest volume product and then work our way through the, all the operators that we work with. So yes, certainly we, we would love to help to upsell a customer uh, on additional things they, they may not be thinking about because we on average capture a transaction with a customers two weeks before they arrive at destinations. And we have another 14 days time to upsell where there's a service coming from the same operator, ideally, but also complementary services, where they might have booked an experience, a tour, a walking tour, a local tour, and they may not have figured out how to go there to start a the tour. Then we have train tickets available for Japan in particular that um, is selling quite well, but they may not connect the dot before they actually arrive at destination, and that's why we, we come in to help them. We have one more question here. Hello, um, my name is Monique I'm from Walk Melbourne Tours. We do food tours in Melbourne. Um, and my question is about dynamic pricing. So, still about pricing and not so much about value add, but about technology driven, time sensitive or volume sensitive kind of um, pricing where the technology can drive it based on a number of parameters that the OTA and the supply can work on together. Uh, it happens in hotels, so I'm just wondering when it might come across to tours and activities. Well, in the hotel. Well, it's taken a long time for that to evolve. And the first reaction was resistance because a lot of the hotel operators, they feel like they are cutting the price. Uh, But after almost a decade of going back and forth in the dynamic pricing, um, the the paradigm shift, everyone has adapted and everyone is benefiting from it. And that's taken more or less a decade, um, the way I observe it. The in destination industry is going to move a lot faster, helped by the technology, helped by the mobility of the customers in general, helped by the the mobility of you know everyone moving around and the low cost carrier. It's just a different generation of growth that we are seeing. There still will be a little bit of friction. There will still be a little bit of downturn in the in the list price. That if you don't bring it down to the customer desired price point you can upsell them afterwards. So there will be a bit of disruption coming that I can see. And the one that we adapted first and we'll give a try, we'll learn from the experience will benefit the most.
0: One question that also came in from another uh, attendee had to do with, with connectivity. So, this is something that's really made a lot of progress in the US and Europe. You have a lot of these reservation systems building connections to uh, the big distribution uh, platforms like Expedia and TripAdvisor and Get Your Guide and so on. Uh, but uh, Kluke seems to be a bit behind. Uh, what are your plans in terms of connecting to
1: some of those reservation systems? Well, we do have um, a growing team that works on connectivity. Uh, very focused team that are able to connect to all types of APIs around the world. But we look at it from a supply perspective Is the, the Western Hemisphere is more mature in that sense. And we do invest a lot of resources to get ourselves connected there. In Asia-Pacific, however, is a newer industry. Uh, the technology service provider, they are newer to the market. Most of the service providers and operators are not quite connected they may not even have a in-house, back-of-house operating system running the business. A lot of the um, small operators, they still rely on a physical book and, and pen and paper uh, to, to record their transactions and um, file the tax. Um, so when that start to pick up, when the technology becomes more available to the operators in this part of the world, we, we are ready. I think it's encouraging to see that development, but um, we actually can't do much if the operator doesn't adapt the technology. So we actually have to take a step backwards to have a team doing a lot of manual processing. So I think part of the reason why we're doing well is because we are willing to invest in the manual processing of payment transactions, calling up the suppliers and operators, say, hey. Do you still have more space for our customers coming tomorrow? Uh, we do that. And unfortunately, that's, that's how the business work in a lot of, uh, a big part of Asia right now. $500 million
0: in the bank. Uh, Air Asia making a big push into this market. Lots of your competitors are here. Uh, who do you worry about the most? Uh,
1: who do I worry about the most? Um, I, Think I'm worried about the other big travel brand who is not in this business yet, uh, or the big travel brand that is coming in because they have the resources, they have more than $500 million. Could it be someone that uh, a brand that you used to work for? It could be, it could be. But my job is to make sure that crew is growing at a pace and a scale that is very attractive for those players to become partners instead of competitors.
0: So I want to close the interview. There's a game that I sometimes like to play, um, and um, I think you're willing. So, uh, so this, this is a game. It's called Either War. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you a couple of options, and you okay. can choose one. So, for example, if I say you know, vanilla or chocolate, you would say? Chocolate. Okay. See, it's easy, it's and, easy. and inconsequential. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tea or coffee? Tea. Uh, wine or beer? Wine. Ramen or Pad Thai? Ramen. Hotels or tours? Tours. Good answer. (laughs) Uh, Bus tour or walking tour? Walking tour. Museum or amusement park? Museums. Tour with a professional guide or an experience with a local? Tour with a guide. iPhone or Android? Android. WeChat or WhatsApp? What's that? Amazon or Alibaba?
1: Uh, Alibaba. Mm.
0: Didi or Grab? Grab. India or Indonesia? Indonesia. China or America?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are a lot closer, so China. (laughs) (laughs) Ctrip or Booking.com? Mm, That's a tough one. Um, Let me count who has more people here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll let you. I'll I'll go with Bokin.com. Yeah, good friends. (laughs) Agoda or Airbnb? Agoda. (laughs) Air Asia or Traveloka? Um, I think Traveloka, yes. Get your guide or TripAdvisor? Duh. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Maybe they can vote for me. Uh, it's not how the game works. Okay. Um, true advisor.
0: Okay. Last one. Discounting or deep discounting? <laughs> discounting first. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Wilford family.
1: We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to arrivalevent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to arrival.travel.